and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, uh, in person for the first time in a while, Susan Miller-Degnan, our Miami Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? Great. I- the sound effects? Yeah, it's uh, we are coming it's to you like, live from the parking lot of the, the Starbucks the, on well, South Dixie Highway, across from campus. <laughs> uh, we were going to record in the Starbucks, a little too much ambient noise. Thought about recording outside, it started raining, so now we are uh, in Susan's car uh, in the front seats here. Uh, recapping, right. we haven't done really well, a spring football pro- podcast yeah. in a while. Uh, I went did basketball a bunch of weeks in a row. With uh, our colleague Michelle Kaufman, you were on vacation last week too. Uh, you're yep. back now. We're getting to the final stretch run of spring practice here. Uh, Eleven are in the books out of fifteen. Uh, they'll have a scrimmage on Saturday, then three more practices next week, including the spring game next Saturday at Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so, like I said, we haven't done one of these in a while. We haven't been able to really give our thoughts. Obviously, you've been able to read a lot of it. Um, at MiamiHerald.com or in the paper, but uh, I figured 11 practices, let's do 11 thoughts, our 11 biggest thoughts we have from 11 spring practices uh, so far, Um, and I figured we'll start kind of big picture and get a little bit more specific positional stuff as we go on. Okay. Um, To me, the biggest thing, um, and it's something we have talked, I feel like every time we talk about this team in real life is Mm -hmm. the first thing we end up talking about is just how many coaches are out there and how big of a difference the coaching staff will make. Obviously, Mario himself will make a difference, and I think a lot with the offensive line in particular, but more than anything, I think just the number of coaches that have the experience of the assistant coaches, that is going to be the the bigger change that we're going to see with this team. For sure, and and, the the players are mentioning it, and the coaches. I mean, the the coaches love to have apparently, like, pretty much every position group has an analyst right or whatever not only the assistant coaches but they have assistants yeah right in practice you're allowed to have 10 on-field guys who instruct plus i think it's four guys for the games yeah right and in practice it's like 10 guys can be really hands-on the the assistant coaches you know the ones who you you know uh and then i think four gas or whatever can help out too i think two on offense two on defense and then the analysts have, like, restrictions of what they're allowed to do, but they can all be out there and talking to players and observing. So, like, Jason Taylor can't be there, like, telling them exactly what to do in a drill and coaching them. But, like, if Jafari Harvey does a rep in a 7-on-7 format and goes over to the sideline, Jason Taylor can be, like, this is what you did well, this is what you didn't do well. So it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's all these just extra eyes. And also he can... In the office. In right, and that's the bigger thing. He and then in the meetings room, they can really instruct. He can sit in the meeting room. They can go over film. You know, um, they. I. It's. It's pretty incredible, actually. And and um, so the so the coaches love it. Oops. Oops. And the uh, there are a <laughs> lot of noise. I'm kind of making believe I'm in the Walt Disney World sound booth. If they still <laughs> if they still have that, it used to be really cool. But so you might hear some like crinkling of paper yeah it's like uh a asmr horn beeping some rain it's kind of fun but uh the the players have have mentioned um all of them that they're really getting detailed yeah stuff out of it we can talk about some specific players later right, right? yeah so. we'll, we'll get to some of those specifics uh as we go but yeah i mean that is the biggest way that miami feels like it's a big time college football program now like if it's 
I mean, I haven't yeah. been to an Alabama football practice, so I don't, I don't know exactly how those run, but I know there's a lot of coaches out there. And I know Miami did oh not have God. a lot of coaches out there last year compared to what they have now. It's, like, legitimately, I don't know, 75% more, 75% increase in coaches or it's something like that. It's a ton more. And, then, and also, and a lot of people are... Or, you know what, a lot of people are attending practices. I mean, yeah. parents, yeah, they did last year too, but it seems like more coaches. More, yeah, I mean, Mario's obviously inviting a lot of recruits out uh, and a lot of high school kids. Like, every every practice I'm out, I see people I recognize from, like, high school football and stuff like that. Definitely, and, and, and former players. Yeah, a lot of alumni. You said Vince Wilfork was out there today. Uh, so I think, was it Warren Sapp was at the scrimmage? Warren Sapp was there. Leon Washington, a former linebacker, was yeah. out there today and it's pretty cool i mean some big time play edger and james was there the other week and uh i mean it's just it's it's on and on a lot of a lot of top-notch former players which is really it's impressive i mean Mm -hmm. when when recruits are there yeah 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 so paradise camp was always the biggest recruiting event because like i remember talking to jaleel skinner uh at one point, and he was like, I met Michael Irvin, and now my dad talks to Michael Irvin, like, all the time. That's so cool. And, but, like, this can happen at any practice. And Mario, by the way, like this, this is getting off off topic a little, but the, the Paradise Camp, what's it, what's he calling it now? Mario's calls it something else now. Um, is it, like, an Elite Prospects Camp or something? Elite Prospects Day is what they call their junior day now. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're calling it Elite. But yeah, it's not Paradise Camp, but it's something else. Something kind of enticing. Uh Uh-huh. But he has a different name for it. So anyway, yeah. So yes, the coaches, I mean, it's going to make a huge difference. We keep saying it every podcast, but it's true. It's like one thing that you notice. Yeah, for sure. so the first thing you notice when you're out there, if you, yeah, if you've been out to a practice last year and this year, it's the biggest difference you can notice. Because, you know, football practice is a football practice, and the, right. You can run it differently, but but just like you're saying, just the number of bodies out there really stands out. But that does kind of bring me to number two on this list, yeah. which uh, is something that came up today. Uh-huh. Uh, that was Mario Cristobal stopping practice because he uh, was not happy with the way things were going. Correct. Um, you know, every coach, at least yeah. at first, likes to point, paint themselves as like a disciplinary and no nonsense. Right. Uh, you're definitely seeing that so far with with Mario Cristobal. Oh, definitely, and um, he's serious, and I mean, he, like, of course, Manny Diaz was, you know, last year he was a defensive coordinator again, Mm -hmm. he was a linebackers person and and all that, I mean, he was very hooked into the defense, Um, but Mario is definitely overseeing the entire operation even though he works yes with the, with the offensive, offensive line, line. Yeah. he does but still um he also kind of works everywhere else he's really going from place to place wandering on the mm-hmm. on the field and really watching um yeah he's um yeah i mean it's it's a it, he, and he is a He's strict. Right, that's his he reputation. Yeah, he doesn't... I don't... When we're out there, okay, I don't... You don't hear him screaming or anything like that. Uh-huh. But um, he's very serious and intense, and and I don't think anything gets past him. Yeah, well, and that's the other observant. thing, not to keep going back to the coaches, but when you have a Roland Smith, a Jason Taylor, a... Uh, I'm blanking, who's the, the special teams guy there? Like, when you've got all these coaches who are 
not 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 busy um like running a drill and all that stuff. Right. Those guys are just observing and they're they're kind of Mario's eyes, right? He can walk over Definitely. and be like, "What's going on over here?" Definitely. And they give you some Ed Reed. Obviously, can could do. He's standing over by the safeties all the time. We're seeing it. Um, so those guys are like the extra set of eyes out there. And they know him. now. I mean, Ed Reed. They they know they have to be. Right. I, I mean, it's just I how it runs. With, yeah. With Manny, it was more loose. Yeah. I don't, you know so. Um, I think that Man, I mean Manny was a players coach and not that Mario is like players don't like him yeah Manny invented the turnover chain like that kind of <laughs> says it all and Mario got rid of it right what does no if they're two chain. different styles it doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong but they're two different styles mm-hmm. uh, number three I got on this list and that this is kind of natural anytime there's a, a, a coaching change is just a lot of competition right no one you know there's a couple like what Mario said today, he thinks Tyler Van Dyke's going to be the best quarterback in the country. Tyler Van Dyke's going to start. Like, there's some spots where there's not competition necessarily. Um, you know, Zion Nelson is going to be the left tackle. Kai Clark's going to be... Like, there's some spots that guys have their spots locked up. Right. But, uh, I don't know, like, of the 22 starting jobs, it feels like like 14 probably are up for grabs. I, I haven't counted the number out myself, but it feels like the whole defensive line is kind of up for grabs. Uh, there's Correct. at least one spot on the offensive lineup for grabs. Um, maybe really two, right guard, right tackle. Because uh, it seems like Jalen well, Rivers, I, if he's healthy, he's going to be the left guard. Although DJ yeah. Scape seems like he's going to be the right I tackle. I think DJ Scape But it's also right possible tackle. he could go to right guard. You know, there's like a couple things like he that. Could. He um, could. Running back, obviously. Wide receivers wide open. Um, tight end with running, Will Mallory out right now. Running back should be really interesting. Yeah, we, it's one. That, we, it's a position we can't even really talk about because no, that be Chaney and... and Knighton are, are limited right now right. in those red practice jerseys. But, I mean, every spring has a lot of competition, but you really feel it out there where, you know, every time I go out there, I try to mark down who the ones are. And it's changing every practice. The, the 12 or the 22, not not all 20, 22 is changing every practice, but four or five, it's like different guys every, every practice you're out there. Yeah, I mean, they are. You, they, and there are, you're right about the D-line. Um, and I and I think I would think knowing about the old Miami teams I used to cover, they really did. Um, they they had different guys come in and out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, they, I mean, I they, think that's definitely where Mario wants to get to, right? I think there's a, a worry. Do you have seven capable defensive linemen right now, or are you going to have to roll with your six best and just run them to the ground? And I like the only time I had seen. Um, like offensive linemen, I, I, you know, in his perfect world, he'd love to have like the 2001 team, you know, where they were just so damn good. Mm-hmm. It just, they just all stayed in there. Right. That's it. They were yeah, all, yeah. they were so good. That was that. But um, yeah, they're gonna have to rotate guys. And you're right. They, I think they're DBs. Pretty you know, open. I mean, Tyreek Stevenson's Jim out Jordan. right now, so or limited. Right. So but he would. If if he's fine, whenever his shoulder is healed, totally he'll. It seems uh, like he'll start. Be, I would. Yeah, think he was great last start. year. He looks like he slimmed down a little bit too. Is he? Yeah, he, he does. Because you remember he was like kind of playing linebacker at Georgia, so he's like he's had to cut a lot of that weight. And I think, um, but I think like some of the uh, the star, you know, the Nickelback. Yeah, guys. Uh, we'll get to that later because I want to talk about a bunch later. of the guys okay. in that spot. Go ahead. Um, uh, Number four on this list, let's start getting into some specifics. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, as I said, might be the best quarterback in the country. But Jake Garcia is more than a backup. It's like 
it was the first message they sent to us on the first practice, basically, right? When they the oh, two yeah. players they made available were Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia. Um, oh, yeah. Again, you know, I, I think that practice, Jake was like, I want to push Tyler. I think he knows in all likelihood Tyler's going to be the starter. But at the same time, Miami knows how important Jake is to the future. And, you know, on half, 50% of Power 5 teams right now, he'd probably be a starting quarterback, maybe more. I mean, oh, we haven't yeah. seen him, obviously. Right. But, like, you know, there's probably six ACC teams that if, if he transferred there right now, he would be the starter in the fall. Definitely. He looks really good, David. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's thrown some beautiful passes. He seems like he's... He's studying hard. It seems like he's studying hard, and he knows what he's doing. And um, he um, he had a he made a really nice uh, pass to um, uh, not Redding. It was um, yeah, it was Redding. Michael Redding the mm-hmm. third. Um, super nice uh, pass, and the, and Redding just jumped up. And uh, the the whole play was so beautiful. Um, today and 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 you know Tyler, Tyler did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, he, it was just um, one after another. And Jakari, yeah, I mean, they, this yeah, is the best. Jakari, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it was Garcia. It's yeah, Garcia to Michael Redding. Yeah, we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't ignore Jakari. He's and, obviously and, probably not going to play this year. Right, but he's good. And by the good. way. The, the and it kind of looks better than I expected, too. Yeah, and he's I thought he was going to be better. more of a project. He's yeah. getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And and the kids seem to really like him. The players seem yeah. to really like him. He's big, too. And today, like that size pops. He is definitely big. And, um, uh, you know, t- the the Garcia pass to Michael Redding, mm-hmm. um, Redding was covered like really closely by James Williams and Gil Frierson. Really, I mean, yeah. they and he still got the ball. So it gives you hope that maybe not only great quarterbacks, but maybe the receivers will be better. Well, that's a good transition because uh, obviously we've got a big void at wide receiver uh, with Mike Harley, the program's all-time leader in receptions, and Charleston Rambo, who set the single-season record for both receptions and receiving yards um, last year. Gone. A big void for that number one wide receiver, and right now it looks like uh, the number one wide receiver will be a combination of Xavier Restrepo and Jacoby George, because those guys have earned like a ton of hype, it feels like. Uh, Restrepo is probably the wide receiver's most consistently impressive when we're out there, right? It feels like every practice he's... It really does. Well, he's always first in the line in drills, right? He's so hyper. He's he's clearly the leader of that group, right? He's always first in line in drills. He's always the first guy catching a pass from Tyler Van Dyke. Um, very serious. Yeah, very serious. Really, uh, going, really heavy-duty competitor. I mean, yeah. he gets PO'd if he doesn't make a catch or whatever. Yeah, and he makes good catches, and he does every drill 100%. Like, he's going to be the – he's going to yeah. start He's going to start in the slot, and he's going to uh, yeah. catch a ton of passes And he's going to, like, run. He's the type that uh, he'll just keep running. Yeah. <laughs> right. He'll keep running and running and running. Yeah. So he's going to start yeah. in the slot and he's going to catch a ton of passes. Uh, and Jacoby George feels like he's the guy who has a chance to be like the re- leader in receiving yards potentially because he is. I mean, we saw it in the Duke game, right? Where you had. This is 
three catches, 80 yards. Uh, he had an incredible one-handed catch in that game. We saw, like, you know how good he is with the ball in his hands because he was a really good punt returner when he took over uh, at that spot in the second half of the year. Uh, Mike Harley the other day said he thinks he's going to be the number one receiver. You can see why. It's the combination of, like, he can play in the slot, he can play outside. Those are the two guys who I think have been kind of most impressive. What's kind of interesting is last year we were talking about um, – Smith, Keyshawn Smith. Yeah, I mean, he's, it looks At, like he, right now. He's really good, too. Yeah, right now it looks like he is the uh, third he, starter, right? Like, you know, uh, Romello Brinson has been hurt, so we haven't seen him at all. He's the other guy who has a chance, I think, to, like, pop as that number one guy. But, yeah, I mean, I, the number the ones in practice have mostly been Restrepo, George, and Keyshawn Smith. And, and those three, you know, Brashard Smith has looked pretty good, too. Uh, feels like he's going to be a little more of a gadget guy, right, because he can play some running back. Um, but I think the wide receivers were, you know, they're looking for that number one guy, and and God knows that they have. If I were that, might be playing really practicing really hard to try to get a starting spot with those uh, yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, can't ask for more. Yeah, so they they got some depth there, and but those are the two guys who have popped out to me as like they might be uh, might be starting quarter might be the the top two wide receivers once we get to the season. Um, number, where am I at? Number five on this list. Yeah, number five I've got. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to keep getting better. You, Jalen Rivers is back at practice today. And uh, Mario Or has been back a couple of days, but you yeah. talked to him today. Yeah, Mario. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jalen's a, gr- a great guy. Super smart. Um, <clears throat> very, um, uh, very coachable that's what they would uh-huh. say and smart and Mario just raved about him I mean Mario doesn't like to talk about specific players he really yeah. does not and he's let us know but he raved about Jalen and said he's not just a you know he's not just a big body he's a big body that's he kind of has finesse you know he's kind of and yet he's a, his hands are strong um, and he has great footwork so uh we're just looking at the world around we're, us. Yeah, we're looking at some guy who's, I, oh, I don't know, it looks like like maybe there's a scratch on the car and he's like <laughs> trying to buff it out before the person who he hit realizes it. Let's, uh, I don't know, what do you think? I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, anyway, I, I think, yeah, I think the offensive line got better as the year went on. Um, they've obviously got Zion Nelson back. Jalen Rivers looked like maybe their best offensive line before he got hurt. Uh, Ja'Kai Clark, as, as we mentioned has been a good center. And I don't know how Sagapolu, am I saying it right? Yeah. Sagapolu. I mean, I don't know if you're saying it right, but yeah. (laughs) There's an open spot there. Um, And actually, let's take a quick break, uh, because that'll transition us nicely to another one of my observations. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, number six on this list, um... The top, the, the the transfers who have popped out the most are Logan Sagapolo, who you just mentioned, has mm-hmm. been kind of starting at guard now uh, for the last few practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jake, don't call him Adam Lichtenstein, uh, <laughs> the defensive tackle who's run with the ones. Uh, you know, obviously we haven't seen Antonio Moultrie, who's been hurt. Um, you know, Frank Ladson, his size definitely stands out. Uh, it's impossible not to notice that. And there's a couple, you know, Daryl Porter hasn't gotten to campus yet, who could start a cornerback, but... Uh, Sagapolu, I would say, is right now a front runner to start at guard, and Jake Lichtenstein is going to play on the defensive line. So you got two transfers. You know, we, we've talked about it. it's not, it's not Jalen Phillips and Bubba Bolden and Derek King and Quincy Roche and some of these other Jose Borregales, some of these other All Conference All American wow. transfers they've gotten in the past. But you know, this is it, you fill gaps since the transfer portal as much as you look for superstars, and I think that's what they're doing with those two. True, um, and Mario. No, I mean I think Mario probably feels he knows those guys from the West Coast. Right, Sagapolu played for him yeah. at Oregon. So, Lichtenstein yeah. played at, at USC. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, and more are coming. Yeah, and Moultrie is another guy. Like I said, hasn't been practicing. We'll see him. Uh, Mitchell Agude has been out there a couple of times, or Agude. I don't know how it's pronounced. We we uh, we. It's really funny. Uh, Barry Jackson today uh, mentioned him, uh huh, <laughs> and said his name to Mario, uh huh, and said, "Oh, Agude or Agude. He's he's you know he's been here at every practice or whatever, watching and you know whatever and." And and Mario just was quiet. He just went totally quiet and looked at Barry like with his with his hand like you know no no we don't talk about that. I am, I'm still not about, clear on the rules. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, I'm still not clear on the rules of when you can talk about transfers. I'm pretty sure he could talk about them, but they're just all like paranoid about it. Yeah, I mean Cam Gorby said no no <laughs> Barry no we can't and Barry was you know. Whatever. Yeah. So we could not talk about him, but he's he's another guy, right? So. Yeah. Right. Another like said, we don't Coast. talk about Agud. Um, we could uh, sing that. Uh, number number six, I got on this list. Right, six? No, seven. Number seven, I got on this list. Uh, still, they're looking for front seven help, though. Uh, even though a couple of these guys are. Yeah, definitely. You know, they had a twenty four seven reported. They've got a, a, a defensive end who's visiting. Um, you know, they, I think Mario's been open that he wants to add a linebacker, right? I think he's discussed that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still, and he still does. And even today, um, when when Mario talked, um, you know, about some of the guys who were doing well. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was saying Jafari Harvey, um, defensive end. He, you know, he works so hard. He plays so hard so that even, even when things aren't 
perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Is maybe his footwork isn't right or whatever he said. He was, you know, if things go wrong, he still plays so hard that he's there to make the play. Um, and who was the other one? He said, "Oh, Chance Williams." Yeah. And somebody else who was a little bit hurt, playing with bumps and bruises, but he, he didn't like nobody was great. Yeah. Um, only only J- Jalen Rivers. He was the only one he raved about today. But <laughs> the only a, good player. And Tyler Van Dyke. offensive line. Yeah, well, Tyler, yeah. Tyler Van Dyke, definitely. Um, yeah, number nine I have on this is, is the defensive ends that, that you're kind of talking about. Because that is, um, you know, Jafari Harvey hoping for a breakout year. He's pretty open about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, Chance Williams remains really interesting to me. Uh, just you look at his body and he looks the part. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually the one who's popped out is, it kind of came out of nowhere, is Thomas Davis, who was running with the ones a couple practices ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, freshman last year who did not play at all, I don't think. I think he got hurt in the preseason. Um, does not have your typical ACC defensive end body. He's only like six foot, six one. Like right. Played a lot of middle linebacker in high school. Um, but just like, you know, tenacious at that defensive end spot. Like classic undersized defensive end with high motor. Um, so, yeah, they're looking for help there still, but uh, they've got some, like, names worth monitoring, I would say. I would say what Mario really wants is some really big, tall uh He wants guys Greg Russo to come back to college. Yeah. yeah, he wants some big guys, big, fast guys on the edge. Yeah. And none of those guys... <laughs> I don't know, feel like that. I guess no, they are. No, not quite. But... Um, I mean, like, one guy who I, I don't have mentioned here, because I, like, well, he'll come up in a second here okay. again, but Cyrus Moss, who is, oh. mm-hmm. like, you look at him, and he is he's really, really skinny, like, really skinny, and that stands out. Um, but he's, like, the, you know, he's what he's, Mario's looking for, right? 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, like, has, he's actually been playing, uh, when I've seen him, he's been like a stand-up linebacker uh, quite a bit in practices, which is probably smart because I think he's too skinny to be a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end right now, and he played linebacker mostly at, at Bishop Gorman. Um, so he can you know, do some of that where he can drop back into coverage and he can blitz. And He was a safety growing up uh, for a lot of his, his early days in middle school and high school. Um, and Nigel Kelly, who we have not – Who's been hurt? We haven't seen hurt, him. Right. So there are a couple young guys, but it's hard to it's hard to bank on those guys contributing this year. So you know that Mario would love to, yeah, either just add a little bit more competition into that room, um, or you know, that's the one spot where I feel like that and linebacker, like those are the two spots where if Miami can add a guy like of that Quincy Roche caliber, which is going to be hard at this point, totally. like that. Those are the spots where you need it. Yeah, that for sure. Because they've they've beefed up, they're they're doing better in the secondary, in the you know safeties, cornerbacks. Yeah, I mean the safety group is really good. I don't even have them listed here because we know they're really good, really good. Yeah. And yeah, I mean Tyreek Stevenson, who again we haven't seen, he he gives you some some help at corner with a potential All Conference type cornerback. Um, but yeah, the front seven is not it's not your typical Miami front seven. No. Still. And it really hasn't been for a while. Uh, number 10 on my list, uh, speaking of freshmen, um, Cyrus Moss, I guess, would have been a candidate for this. But Wesley Bassain definitely seems like the freshman most likely to play a significant role this year. Um, 
I honestly wasn't he supposed to miss all of practice with an injury. I remember he was on that initial injury list we got. Well, um, but it's obviously you know, he's come back. He's been running with the twos a lot in practice. Uh, a couple things. One, he looks the part already. Of a you know, he's not your traditional linebacker, and he's still 18 years old or whatever. So he's mm-hmm. got a lot of growth left, but he does not look out of place. Um, and everyone's raving about his intelligence. And yep. just as someone who like knows him from covering him in high school, I can vouch for him being, you know, he's a four-year starter at Miami Central, four-time all-county performer for us. Like, there's, he's a guy who's going to be able to step in and help out, I think. And for sure, everybody, I, I, Mario mentioned him today, actually, you know, among some of the older guys he mm-hmm. talked about. And um, Corey Flagg, middle linebacker, was asked about him. And he said he's, he's a phenomenal kid. He does everything the right way. He's locked on. His brain is just open. He's like a sponge. He's soaking up all the things you can soak up. He's coming along really, really well. Um, he comes in and watches extra film. Uh, I'm really impressed with him. So they're they're definitely high on him. And I agree. He's he's going to be a guy that they're gonna they're gonna need to play a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes a freshman comes in and they feel like an 18 year old, and sometimes a freshman comes in and they feel like a 21 year old or a 22 year old, and he he kind of falls in that category. And um, Look at when yeah, I mean, he's coming, you know, he's played for Roland Smith, who's now on the coaching staff. So, like, you know, guy, kids who come out of Central are, are a lot of times ready to play. Like, right, who's the, the last big recruit they got from Central? This Devon Donaldson, who started from day one, too. Right. He sure did. On the first team. Yeah, first team, the first practice. practice, I think, right? I wasn't here yeah. yet, but I remember. I was crazy. read that. So, um, you know, he's, he's yeah, in a. That was a, my story. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so, yeah, he's in. I think he's going to help. Um, Joel Skinner has also looked good to me in, in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Mallory has been hurt, so more opportunities than he'll probably get come the fall, uh, assuming Will Mallory is, is back and fully healthy at the start of the season. But um, God, I hope he's okay. Yeah, I saw Joel Skinner play once in, in high school, mm-hmm. and he was, looked really skinny to me. And he's, he's like, he's still skinny. He's a freshman, but he's. He looks kind of looks He looks more physically ready than I thought he was going to compared to a guy like Cyrus Moss especially and he every once in a while make a nice play and you know they're, they're pretty good at tight end I think as long as Mallory's healthy because Elijah Royo has looked pretty good yeah. um, you know we've seen Khalil Brantley and Dom Amarelli play a little bit too so yeah I think they'll be I, hopefully Will gets back um, and I'm not yeah not really sure about surgery stuff you know yeah. if he's had boy I hope not for his sake am I forgetting any freshmen Jakari Brown we talked about obviously he's not gonna play but he's gonna oh play no, against I, he might play against who I don't remember who their FCS game is but um is it FAMU do they play FAMU or Bethune Cookman one of those yeah one of the HBCUs um uh last one I got uh new coaches mean new mean fresh starts and I think that nowhere is more clear than in the secondary, where uh, to Corey Couch, who we talked to him the mm-hmm. other day, and he was very much like, I hated myself last year the way I played, um, has been running with the ones in the nickel a lot. Uh, Gilbert Frierson, like position change, basically. He's gone from playing striker, linebacker, basically, to now uh, sometimes he's practicing with the corners, sometimes he's practicing with the safeties, playing in the slot a lot. Um, he was a guy who was always good and then kind of inexplicably wound up as the backup for a lot of last year behind Amari Carter. Um, so I'm excited to see him get back in the uh, the mix. And Al Blades, who 
not necessarily because of performance. He's had a lot of you know injuries and, and medical issues. Uh, is back, is back on in the uh, back, right back in the mix. I mean, he's playing safety a lot. He's running with the ones at safety a lot. Um, you know, there's been some times where like James Williams will. You know, I think we're we're inching towards James Williams maybe playing a little bit more linebacker, striker, slot. Um, because there have been some times when Al Blades is out there next to Avante Williams at safety, and right. I think they like what they're seeing from him at that spot. I'm really excited to see Al Blades. You know, he's he's had some hard times, yeah. and I always thought he was really good. So, um, yeah, he's. Uh, I think their DBs have really they're much better than they used to be, and now. You know, with with James Williams and uh, yeah, and obviously Cam Kitchens has not Cam, been playing and has been right. banged up and not. Cam's been banged up, but they're and so talented and Avante and I mean, yeah, their safeties group is awesome as we know. And I, I mean, it was a thing I asked Manny about a lot last year. I was like, how you got to figure out how to get these three guys on the field at the same time. And but Mario's really strong about that. Yeah, He's and like, that, that's why I think wrong that's why I think get... we're inching toward that James Williams is like. Linebacker safety. Kevin Steele said it. that. Yeah, he said if something's wrong, if I have a kid next to me who's good enough to be on the field, and he said we're going to for sure get him in the game. So, yeah, and that gives you some flexibility if you're then at linebacker, right? You can play one traditional linebacker and make it work. If you hey, maybe we, maybe we're going to see Jake Garcia in some games. At slot receiver. <laughs> They'll bring back Derek Kidd. Yeah. Um, oh, any any kind of uh, last thoughts? Should we talk? Pro, you weren't at Pro Day, but I it was fun to see uh, Derek no. King run around at wide receiver a little bit. Said he's got some interviews coming up. I uh, think there should so. be a really interesting draft because it's just there might not be any Hurricanes picked on the first two days of the draft. In yeah, fact, I would say that's probably likely. I, 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 Bo Bolden seems uh, seems to think he has got a shot to go third round. Um, maybe he will. Maybe he'll, you know, he was okay at pro day, and but um, I don't know. But um, we're, we in recent years we've ended up more disappointed than yeah than like wow, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Bubble Bu- will yeah. definitely get drafted. Um, Charleston Rambo, I still think will get drafted, uh, even though he didn't run super well at the combine or at pro no. day. He was just so productive, and he's and so skinny. He's just got to beef up a little bit, yeah, right? I, I but still he's think he's going to get drafted, right? Yeah, man. you don't put up numbers like that without being pretty good, um, and you can see it on I the field. I can't believe he wouldn't be drafted. I so, mean, it's but hard. other than that, I mean, maybe someone will draft Eric because you know, in the seventh round, why not? But. Um, other than that, yeah, there's, it's hard to see a, a lot of, you know, guys will catch on. Like, Derek will be in a training camp 100%, because why would you not oh, want sure. that kid in your training camp? Um, but, yeah, it's, I, like you said, it's going to be an interesting draft. We'll, we'll have plenty of time and, to think and about wait, that. Yeah, John Ford. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw pictures from Pro Day, because obviously it was on vacation, but he, look, he looks like a beast, doesn't he? He looks... He's, I mean, he's always been like a... You know, he's, you know, like a really good run stuffer, and that's you know, again, I, you don't. It's hard to get drafted as a guy like that these days, but he'll. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he's on an NFL team next year. He looks like, he looks like, like, like a solid rock. Yeah, he's a he? he's a big fella. Yeah. 
he definitely is. So yeah, that should it should be a nerve wracking draft for people covering it. <laughs> uh, you want to give us like sixty seconds on baseball? Baseball. You were at the FIU game. They have a huge series this weekend. Top ten matchup at the light. Uh, right, and Virginia. I didn't even check. I'm, I'm assuming Virginia played Liberty. I didn't even check if they won or not. I can't believe if they didn't win. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, well, but they're number three in the country, I think. Right. We're number three in the country. Miami's eight. My Miami's eight. There'll be milkshakes. <laughs> Miami's won ten in a row. Absolutely they demolished won, FIU uh, on Wednesday. Seventeen one, and that and they haven't won eleven in a row. Since 2018, I think was the last time they did that. But they've got—I mean, they've swept the last two series. Yeah, demolished two, UNC, kind of right. UNC, who was top 15 or something UNC, I think when they played in top 20. Yeah, 14 or whatever. UNC and Duke on the road. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I on the road at uh, Florida Gulf Coast, and I mm-hmm. mean the Florida teams always have good. Yeah, you know have good like, athletes. Yeah, you know and they're gonna have like MLB players on the or minor league players on those rosters and nothing else. Oh, for sure. And yeah, they're they're hitting. I wish I had the stats in front of me. I don't have any of the stats, but they are hitting like um, like crazy. Like Dominic Patelli, who's we mm-hmm. knew was a great shortstop. He's a really great shortstop. I think he. I think he hit. I wrote this in today, today, uh, last night. I think he hit like two nineteen last year for the whole season, <laughs> and and he's hitting three forty seven now. And I mean, he had a pair of grand slams, first hurricane to ever do that in history last weekend uh-huh. in two different games. Last night he had a two run homer. He had like five. Four or five RBIs. He had three single. I mean, it's crazy. They're all hitting home runs, and they're hitting. It's fun. Yeah, it's I gotta get out to a fun. game as a. I haven't covered them in a while. Oh but my god! I gotta get out to a game as a fan because I live down here in in South Miami. It's, so it's it's I, I mean I like, and their games. Well, I shouldn't say this. I'll jinx myself because I'm covering. <laughs> yeah, on don't Sunday, say anything about that. I, I won't say. Anything. Um, right. any any you we you never talked basketball. Do you have any final basketball thoughts? It was it was very fun watching them in the NCAA's. I really like Charlie Moore because <laughs> he looks like he's about twelve. I know. And um, yeah, he's like twenty-seven. <laughs> Not actually, he's twenty-four. But um, and uh, it was a, it was really really nice. They played with so much heart. You know. Yeah. It's just. Um, I think college basketball is back. It's been like a rough like. No, it's back just because UM did well. It's got. No. <laughs> Because the problem that college basketball has had for the last 10 years is everyone is chasing the one-and-done thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for a lot of reasons. I that, by the way. Well, for, you know, some guys have gone to G League instead of doing the one-and-done thing. There's the overtime league, uh, which is like high school kids that kind of be- give up their eligibility to go play in the overtime league. And uh, a bunch of local kids have done that. Uh, the Thompson twins, who were like five-star recruits at Pinecrest, like... You know, For whatever reason, you're not getting the one and dones as much anymore because those right. guys have other avenues. And I mean, you look at that Kansas team; they had their best player is Okai Baji, who was a senior. Their, their second best player was 
David McCormick. But I love senior. that because then the players yeah. get that they, they, they grow. care a little bit about the school. They, right. They yes. actually... And it's, a, it's so interesting with Miami where they were so transfer heavy. Although Cam Augusti has been at Miami for four, I think it's his fourth year at the school. Third or fourth year. Um, college basketball is back. I'm, 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 I'm feeling you really should... optimistic about the future of college basketball. As someone who like grew up, that was my sport. Going to Maryland games, and you love watch. You know, you got to watch the same guys for four years and see them be little babies, and then by the time they're gone, they're the, yeah, but big I, men on campus. David, I don't think the fans, South Florida fans, love college basketball. No, they don't. They, they, don't. Even, they, they don't. I hate to say this. I mean, Michelle Kaufman, who covers it, knows this. So people didn't really. Root, I don't know. They didn't. Yeah, they don't, the they don't get into they it as much as they do with football. They don't fill the. They, they play in front of empty, you know, and. Yeah, you got to bring it next year, Miami fans. That's that's a challenge. Coming off a of final or an Elite Eight, got to bring it if you want to get well, over the hump. Here, here, here's how we'll segue into the end. They will bring it, and we'll talk about this in our next podcast. They will bring it at the spring game. At the spring game. game, 100%. Yeah, next week uh, we'll record one more episode before the spring game. And we're going to get Mario. We're I think we're going to get Mario, hopefully, hopefully next, next, uh, Thursday. next Thursday. So we'll we record hope. after practice. Thursday will be our plan. Um, preview the spring game, recap some baseball maybe, depending and, how this weekend yeah, goes. There, there's also going to be a scrimmage this Saturday. Yeah. But, of course, we're just going to get a video from Mario, yeah. and he's not going to say anything. I, I mean, Okay, one prediction. Mario says the offense won. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Um, yeah, so next week, like we said, we'll do spring game preview, and let's, if Miami wins this series against UVA, we'll do like 10 minutes on Miami baseball. All right. I, I think that's Because I think good. people will get locked in then, so... All right, uh, let's finish up there. Uh, thanks, good. as always, for listening. You can follow Susan on Twitter, at S. Miller Degnan. She's back from vacation at Miami practice every day. Uh, every day there's practice. Um, yep. We'll be at the spring game, obviously, next Saturday. I'll be there at the spring game with you on Saturday, uh, a week from Saturday. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at DVWilson2. I'm mostly in Panthers mode these days. You are. Because with they're, big, big they're, picture. they're heading, the, they're heading you know, they clinch a the playoff Herald. spot. Yeah, they're headed, they clinch a playoff spot, um, so... They come back when they're, like, getting killed. They, I'll tell you what. Uh, they come back. Another one where the readership does not seem to keep up with the interest. Because every person I talk to, just, they want to talk about the Panthers. Because they, I mean, it's because they know I cover them, obviously. But people want to talk about that team. So, I, I think there's there's some interest in it these days. Um, I agree. Like there was for a couple of weeks of Miami basketball. And, like, there always is for Miami football, which is why we do this for you every week. Um, so thanks again for listening and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week.